You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to your favorite day of the week. This is Locked On NBA. I'm Anthony Irwin. As always, I am joined by Adam Morris. Adam, we're about to go through an NBA Finals sweep. I'm, I, are you prepared for this? Like LeBron James is going to be swept out of the playoffs. Are you ready for that? Not only am I ready, I already have a vacation booked for next week. So <laughs> I am. <laughs> I was ready a month ago. One, two, three, Cancun. That's right. <laughs> Uh, today's show, we're going to preview tomorrow's game, or today's game by the time everybody is listening to this. We're going to go through the fun LeBron James destinations, and then we're going to finish with the top five most annoying talking points that are come that are going to come from this NBA final sweep. Both Adam and I believe tomorrow's game is going to end with the Warriors win, but we're going to try to find an interesting way to talk about it and what's going to come after it. At, you guys know where to find the show. You guys know where to find us. Let's hop into this game, all right? We both obviously think that Golden State wins it, but do you think they run away with it? I do. Wow. The, first of all, the Warriors are a lot better, and that they helps. have not played their best game yet. Last game, Curry and Clay, I believe, I don't have it in front of me, combined for 21 points. Yeah. I anticipate they will combine for more than 21 in Game 4. There's absolutely no pressure. They have nothing to, literally nothing to lose in this game. The <laughs> worst-case scenario for them is they get to fly back home to to the bay and celebrate the victory in game five at home so this is the least pressure they will have on the other side you know so much about basketball is confidence and the will to fight the will to win and i just can't imagine the cleveland has any confidence they know it's a losing game um so so i i don't only not only do uh i think that it will be a sweep i i fully anticipate that it'll be a blowout in game four I thoroughly enjoyed Steph playing like garbage and then having to go back to the locker room just so that everybody, oh, he's not 100%. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was my favorite moment of, of last game. I, I do want to say this. I It was funny when Cleveland opened up their lead and they came out gangbusters, and then we, you just kind of knew that Golden State was going to get back into it, and then eventually they're going to overtake them. So I completely agree with you that – Golden State is going to win handily. But what what is interesting to you? Like, what are you watching for in tomorrow's game, tonight's game? I'm looking to see if Steph can somehow reinsert himself into the finals MVP conversation. I mean, to me, the only way to keep this game – or not the only way. The, the the way this game would be most interesting is if it became a duel between Steph and KD to try to get that, that finals MVP. And if both guys were going back and forth. <laughs> I think KD is – you know, like a six to one favorite at this moment because of that last game and because he hasn't really had a bad game in the finals yet. But, um, but, but to me that would that would be interesting. And then just the general stats. You know, can LeBron score fifty again, even if it's in a losing effort? Just can he put up some absurd numbers so that his his averages, at least in this finals, are off the charts as as they have been so far? Is there any way he deserves Finals MVP despite being swept? No, absolutely not. I mean, had. Had the Warriors alternated like just having horrible games, uh, you know, maybe you could make a case for it. I wouldn't make a case, but maybe you could. But the truth is, KD's been really, really, really good. Especially, I thought in the first game he had a good first half. I thought he was really bad in the second half. But outside of that half, he's been he's been very, very good, and the numbers are great. I I kind of agree. I I kind of agree because if you take any Golden State Warrior and put them on the Cavs. It's hard to say like it wouldn't <laughs> – they got swept. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like that argument kind of goes out the door. I think he had a better argument for finals MVP in a losing effort 
when Andre Iguodala won Finals MVP uh, a few years oh, ago. Oh, absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, but but this year, look, you got swept, man. There's and and yes, they. I I think this is a closer series than most sweeps are because you have the J.R. Smith situation and and a couple of the games have kind of come down to the wire. But at the end of the day, like you just if you don't win a game, it's hard to it's hard to provide any analysis other than yeah there's somebody on the other team who's more valuable than you yeah if, i don't i don't know that i think the series has been close though i would that game one obviously i think the Cavs outplayed him and should have won that one so so you could very easily make the case that it should be 2-1 which is still a series but last night's game it was just a regular close game i think the warriors outperformed and down the stretch and and it, it wasn't like that was one or two bounces the other way that was you know, eight or nine bounces the other way as as the Warriors closed out the final three or four minutes, just scoring every time down court. I I don't think that was a fluke. Yeah, I, I but I also think that like the game one and and like you talked about earlier, just Cleveland not thinking or not believing that they have any chance played a played a role in in Golden State. The other side of that coin, right, is them saying, "Well, we own you. You guys right. can't stop us." Uh, and and. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and call it here. We're gonna go. We're gonna go jump right into the second segment. I want to open up as much space for that. We're gonna talk about the most fun LeBron James destinations, uh, and and we're not saying best basketball situations. This isn't where he should go. Just the most fun we could have with this, and we'll get to that here in a bit. But first, guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue, like the Denver Nuggets blue uniforms. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients Viagra and Cialis have, so you, you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no, no awkwardness, unlike this library. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com, that's the, like the color blue, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code NBA, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code NBA to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. All right, we're back, and thank you, Adam, very much for helping out with that live read. Uh, let's <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's. You, you were you were like LeBron. I was like Jordan Clarkson of that uh, of that ad read. No, you were you were J.R. Smith. You ran the other direction. <laughs> I, I definitely did. I said, let's talk about sex, and you're like, Pfft. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let I'll let you start with this. What's your funnest or no? Yeah, what? Give me a fun destination and make the case for me why it would be fun. Number one option: the Denver Nuggets. Okay. Of course, who else would it be? <laughs> As host of the Locked On Nuggets, I can tell you that the Denver Nuggets are the best destination. You know, Anthony, 
what do you what does LeBron teams have to be able to do? They have to be able to space the floor and shoot. And let me tell you about some great jump shooters. Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic. Those are all elite level jump shooters. I think LeBron and Denver obviously never going to happen, but it's a it's at least the sixth best option I I could think of. Michael Malone would bring LeBron off the bench. <laughs> no. <laughs> He coached, you know, here's a tie. He actually coached LeBron in Cleveland. LeBron refers to M- Michael Malone as White Mo <laughs> because at the same time they had Mo Williams, who was Black Mo. <laughs> That's good inside information. Uh, I agree it'll never happen. I do agree from a basketball standpoint that it's a fun destination. Like it would be fun to watch him on that team. Uh, I don't know if Paul Millsap still works in quite the same way or if you were going to run with a, a Super big, small forward, small lineup like that, but I don't think if that I don't think he'll. Uh, well, I know it won't happen. Let's go with my fight. My, <laughs> <laughs> my no. uh, let's go with my favorite destination, and I'm going to stick with the theme here: the Los Angeles Lakers. This is a shocker. This is great radio here. <laughs> <laughs> here's why. Here's why I think it's the most fun destination because if it took if it meant landing LeBron. Magic and Rob Polinka would trade everybody on LeBron, LeBron's request. And it would be really fun to watch the late Laker fans kind of backflip backflip into, oh no, no, no. This was this was the plan all along. This was growing, <laughs> raising the kids. Who does that? I I thought you were gonna say they'd backflip into the like, oh no, LeBron's the GOAT. No, we always thought that. Like I don't think that would happen though. It That's would never why I happen. think that's why – and look, the Lakers are a very real possibility for, for LeBron. I, I think it would be so weird. I mean obviously Lakers fans would embrace him and the team would be fun and exciting and all these things. It, they would be able to build a good team, but it just wouldn't feel it – w- it would feel very strange to me, I think. See, I, I thought about that heading into this show, and I think it 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 actually would feel right. Like think of him, <laughs> think of think of him in like a Spurs jersey. Like think of him in like a Spurs jersey. You're in a, yeah. or the aforementioned Nuggets. Or to be honest, any it, there's not a jersey I actually feel comfortable about. All of these ones we're going to mention, they, they would all be a little bit gross. <laughs> but you know, you are right. I, I'm I would be curious. The, the most exciting part for me as a as, as somebody who does not want to see the Lakers luck into the greatest player of a generation uh, again for like the twentieth time in their history. But um, <laughs> but no, but. You know, I would. The most interesting part for me would be how they assembled that team because I'd look at it and you know, everybody says Paul George and LeBron. That's great, but we're talking about the Warriors. You gotta. Have, it's not enough to just say you have two superstars. I'd want to see exactly what they could put together. Uh, and that part of it for me would be very, very fun and intriguing. They would have to land in a third superstar. What's fascinating to me would be a Lakers super team being welcomed because people are so sick of the Warriors. Like Can you imagine everybody cheering on the Lakers? Like that would be really strange. I'll be honest. <laughs> I hated the uh, Boston Red Sox so much back in the day that I started rooting for the Yankees, and it felt weird. And I really, it's like I grew from that moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> never to do that again. <laughs> so my advice to to basketball fans from the East Coast to the West Coast is: don't do that. Don't join the evil empire. <laughs> just just hate the Lakers. Keep on hating them. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> All right. Who's your, who's your next fun destination for LeBron? This is an off-the-wall one, and and it would take some real salary cap gymnastics, but the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. Once again, 
you know, you've got two elite shooters in, in Lillard and McCollum. Now, not great defensive players, but you add LeBron as the three to that mix. I think you have a, a pretty unique roster that can at least score with anybody. Wouldn't the ultimate irony here be realizing, like Portland Trailblazers fans realizing, hey, we actually should probably move Dame Lillard because he doesn't fit very well with LeBron. He needs the ball in his hand. He's not good defensively. Is he's, that true, though? He, no. I mean, yeah, I, I think that would be the well, he's not Yeah, not defensively, but I don't know. <laughs> Watching LeBron in this playoff run has, you know, he, I've always thought that with guys like Westbrook, Harden, and LeBron, and maybe to a lesser extent Chris Paul, those guys, you give them shooters and defenders, and then you let them just create open looks, and you have guys that can knock them down. And the defense part wouldn't wouldn't be there. Maybe Nurkic, if they're able to, to retain him, can can shore up some of that. But the shooting, my God, those guys would knock down every open jumper, and he would create open jumpers just about every time. It would work if if LeBron would like just wel- welcomed and was open to being the the screener in pick and roll situations, and they just ran that like all day. Yeah, that's a, a big if. All right, uh, my final one here that I'll go with, and it's also yeah. off the wall. You ready for this? Yeah. Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, man. <laughs> why, why, what, what's, wrong? what's wrong with that? And it would be great because yeah. he'd, ha- he'd have to, like, kick Carmelo out. <laughs> now, now, you know what? You talk about the, like, good versus evil narrative, which would be complete BS and really stupid. Yeah, but, my would. God, all of America pulling for Oklahoma City to go and get <laughs> – you know what, though? It, it, I you're right. I, lo- I love this idea. I, don't, I think it's a completely crazy, never happened, whatever. But it is fun just to think about LeBron, the biggest star in sports, going to one of the smallest markets in sports, <laughs> and then on top of that, playing with Westbrook. There would be there would be enough storylines for years. Uh, I don't see it. I've got three more for you, though. Whoa, okay, go. I've got the Pelicans. You've okay. got now. They don't have the like role players to, to really. To yeah, of course. Well, there would be a lot of moves that I think, but just Anthony Davis and LeBron in a pick and roll is an unstoppable combination. You wouldn't have to have a playbook, actually. You would have one play, and you would run it <laughs> roughly a hundred times a game, and I think you would be pretty successful at that. So their, pretty, their usage rate would be one hundred. Yeah, it would be one hundred. Just one, the same play, the scouting report. Every team would be like, now they run this this thing called the pick and roll, and it's really tough to stop with these two guys. It's like uh, that scene from Semi Pro. Where the first alley-oop happens, and they were like, foul, no, two fouls, travel, nope, can't be traveling. <laughs> like, like the referee's like, this has to be illegal. Uh, Drew Holiday, actually, probably a better fit for LeBron than Dame Lillard. I think he's a good, I think he's a very good fit. He would right. be good. He'd, Rondo, not so much. So then Boston, actually, this is the this is my <laughs> favorite one. Oh, get out of here. I am hoping it ha- If LeBron calls Boston and just says... You know, I know the only way to make it work is to trade Kyrie, but uh, to me, I mean, come on, there's nothing better. But the final one, and I think everybody would be annoyed by this. This would actually just create two evil empires instead of one. But if he went to Houston, what have we learned? What did I just say about LeBron and the spread pick and roll? That just, yeah, you, Harden. We all talked about how he was the greatest one-on-one, and I think it's true. He's one of the greatest one-on-one players we've ever seen. But LeBron has showed in a playoff that if you space the floor for him, he can drop 51 points in a triple-double. And if you send him to that team, which is basically the same style as the Cavs, only better at every position, you know, he might have a puncher's chance. I want to go back to Boston for two seconds. I agree with everything you said about about Houston. I want to go back to Boston. I, I never two- want to go back to Boston. Well, <laughs> good point, good point. Uh, but I hate the Boston with every fiber of my body. But the, the the idea of LeBron being so petty as to go to Boston just to get Kyrie traded out of Boston because that's like, – I'm for that. That's Would Boston he, fans, like, embrace LeBron? I feel like 
you know, like the Warriors haven't quite fully embraced KD. It's still like they love Curry's the, the favored child, and mm-hmm. then KD's like the one that bails them out sometimes. I think that Boston would be that way too, where it'd be like, you know, I don't know if there'd be a lot of LeBron jerseys in the crowd. They would be cheering for him because he would win them, you know, the East. But with that, honestly, it's an honest question. How would how would I, that? I think I think I, I think it depends on how healthy Hayward is, how good they, how well they play together, and they would play so great together, <laughs> and and the success rate that that Boston has. And I think all of those things would go would play out in a way that that LeBron actually becomes very popular in Boston. Yeah. I, I think so. We'll see, though. I mean, you never know. The The true test here is whether Boston's jerseys, which make every player look fat, would have that same effect on LeBron. That's what, <laughs> I, need, that's what I need to know. I love their jerseys. I think they're they're very, very clean. Notice neither one of us said Philadelphia. I find that interesting. I thought you would have brought them up. I, I think they would be a, a very, very, very good team. Dominant, maybe NBA champion caliber team. I just, to me, it's less exciting. I think they would be an ugly great. Simmons needs to learn how to shoot before I give them any chance at that whatsoever being interesting. Like, not even learn to shoot. Be willing to shoot. You don't have to shoot when you hold teams to 70 points a night, which is what I think would happen with that team. <laughs> LeBron caring about defense in the regular season. Would... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for that segment. We're going to come back here, and we're going to give you the four talking points that you are going to be beaten to death by after this final sweep. We'll get to that here in a bit. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break out the the super cheesy radio voice, and I'm gonna give you these in descending order. So the number four topic that you're gonna be hit with over the top of the head is: Did Golden State ruin basketball? Oh, we already we've been hearing this one for a while, mm-hmm. but this, it's this, still gonna keep going. Well, like any hot take. There's always a kernel of truth in it. There's always like the tiny one percent of like, okay, I see what you're going on, and then we're gonna really exaggerate it and throw it to the moon. I'll say this about the Warriors: the one thing that bothers me uh, about the Warriors is I think a team that is this great has to, you know, you know, you want to see their best, and I just feel like I'm I'm not sure that we ever saw their best. <laughs> They're gonna win the championship anyway. I'd like to see. What what a fully loaded battleship looks like <laughs> that this Warriors team. And unfortunately, uh, they can win it with their two second and third best scorers scoring a combined twenty one points. I think we got their best in that Houston series. The problem is the Eastern Conference has been so bad for so long that you're never going to get any Western team's I, best in the finals. I don't think we saw the, their best in the in the Houston series. Hmm. Okay. I, 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 and part of that was just circumstantial. There was some weird stuff going on there, but I do not think we saw their, their best uh, in that series. All right, next topic. Is Steph Curry overrated? He has to be, right? Yeah. He's overrated. <laughs> no, this is, I'll tell you, a lot of these come to be the overrated, underrated type there where somebody is rated. First of all, player rankings are, are idiotic. They don't make sense. They, they're like, it's a logical uh, like fallacy to believe that there is a way to rank the value of a player in some kind of numerical order. It just does not work that way. It'd be like rank the colors. It doesn't even make sense to say that. Um, that being said, Steph Curry overrated. No way. He's absolutely the injured engine of this team. And even if he doesn't win finals MVP, he is still one of, if not the most valuable player on that roster just because of who and what he is. I really would. This is this to me is the big the biggest bummer regarding KD going to Golden State is that I don't think we'll ever get proper historical context with how good those guys are. 
it would be one thing if they started out if they if if KD and and Steph were drafted to the same team, we would get proper context here. But because KD joined a 73-1 team in his prime, I don't think we'll ever get a, a proper full reading of this, even with it being like on top of it being a fool's errand trying to rank these players. But we just remember 2014 through 16, and we remember how many times and how frequently Steph Curry just broke teams. And we saw it. We see it in flashes. Game two of this series. He just when he is at his best and when the Warriors are at their best kind of playing through and around him, it's something special. It's something unlike we've ever seen. And part of the point I was making in that earlier one is. We don't we just don't you don't need that all the time. You can win with him scoring 11 points because that's how great all the other guys are. And and so is Steph overrated? Absolutely not in no way, shape, shape or form. We just don't get to see him at, at full capacity as much as we used to. Yep. Next topic. Is Kevin Durant better than LeBron James? This one this one came out yesterday. There were some people doing this one, which is <laughs> funny because it was only about four days ago that we were wondering if LeBron had passed Michael Jordan. So um, it, it's funny how a four four days can really separate, you know, you're the greatest ever to actually you're not the best in this series. So I do think this is a stupid talking point. I think LeBron had actually separated himself even more from the rest of the field. That being said, Kevin Durant's an incredible player, and what he did last night was something all basketball sh- fans should be able to appreciate because this guy is the size of Akeem Olajuwon, and he plays like, uh, you know, Allen Iverson sometimes. So yeah. it's just, it, it's absolutely incredible. I just picture like LeBron and Michael and Magic and Kareem and Durant now, like all these guys just play leapfrog with each other, just given, <laughs> yeah. given, given the most recent occurrences. I wish we could go back and do and put Twitter into like 1973 and just, you know, and, and the same thing, just keep changing the takes every. Every gay is Sidney Moncrief now the greatest of all time. Okay, <laughs> Earl the every, Pearl Monroe. Yeah, every every game it's a new one. Uh, I just want TMZ for Wilt Chamberlain's career. That's all I want. Oh jeez. <laughs> all right, last one here is LeBron James, who just got swept out of the playoffs. Overrated. MJ's the goat. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how we've how you know. The the talking heads, the anti-LeBron talking heads of the world have really gotten 15 years out of this shtick. <laughs> and it's like we're still – it's still the same story. They've been telling the same stories for the last 15 years. And, you know, anytime he loses at anything, you get to you get to ring that bell and people all get upset and, and pay attention. And in return, you make lots of money. Is he overrated? <laughs> I, I mean, it's a conversation I never, ever want to have. All right. Here's I, I actually have serious thoughts on this regarding how LeBron is cons- – like you have peers and stuff like that going on. Kevin Durant just the other day, and I got to ask you, was that shade when he said that the two guys he would like to team up with most in the finals would be Michael and Kobe? Was that shade towards LeBron? Because it felt like shade I towards, think like, No, towards I don't LeBron. think it is shade. You know what I think it is? I think all of these guys are so hyper aware of legacy. And, and so everything they say is more about like what makes me look the best. Exactly. And, and, and for him, I think it's not trying to put LeBron down. It's more trying to put him up as like, no, I'm more in the mold of these guys, which is true. Those guys were more scorers than all-around players. And I think KD is more of a scorer than, than a LeBron type. Um, but I think it's just, you know, it's it's narrative building and, and trying to play into um, the heartstrings of people that like to watch certain talking heads that bash LeBron nonstop. Well, here's here's the thing. If you talked, if you listen to Charles Barkley talk about 
Bill Russell or guys from those previous eras. He he there's there's this there's this glow about the way he talks about them, right? Because that's how you you have to be deferential to the to the group that came before you. And and that's how it went. And so like when Kevin Durant says that about Kobe, yes, he technically played in the same era as Kobe at the tail end of Kobe, but he can't say that about a peer. Right. And, <laughs> right. And, yeah, and that's he, true. And he absolutely cannot say that. Like if, if Ben Simmons winds up challenging LeBron or, or reaching that level or any player, Giannis, pick your pick, uh, make your make your choice here. Uh, he definitely can't say that about the, the group that comes after him. So you just have this you just have this uh, appeal to tradition that goes on with the way guys talk about each other and prior eras and eras that are still to come. And you get people saying – you get Kevin Durant saying dumb stuff like they would rather have Kobe in a final situation than he would rather have than, – than LeBron. Right. My two thoughts on that. All right. Uh, that will do it though for this episode here. I, I, I want to end on this. Did you enjoy this season? I really enjoyed this season. It's probably going to come to the end. You guys are listening to this Friday, whatever, and, and we're about to watch what will probably be a sweep. But did you – I really enjoyed this season. I, I did. I enjoy, but we're basketball junkies. We're really the, there's, there's different types of basketball fans. I think we would enjoy just about any type of NBA season, but this one, especially, I think, um, you know, the game moved in a, in a new direction this year and I think it'll have ripple effects going down just strategically X's nose wise. So I, there's always interesting stuff to, to take away from a season. Yeah. I, I just, I, we got two game sevens out of the Western conference finals. That almost never happens if it's ever happened really. Um, and we get we got to see the greatest team ever play against the greatest player ever, and and unfortunately J.R. Smith kind of ruined that for us. But <laughs> <laughs> that's where we currently sit. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On NBA Podcast. Thank you to BlueChew.com for for sponsoring this show. You can find it everywhere that you find podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Irwin LA. You can follow Adam on Twitter at Adam underscore Mars. You can listen to me talk about the Lakers every day at Locked On Lakers. And you can listen to Adam talk about the Nuggets every day at Locked On Nuggets. You guys have a great rest of your weekend. When we come back, we'll probably be, we'll probably be nose deep in, in draft talk. So I have some studying to do. Have a great week weekend, everybody.